Hello, hello, welcome to this episode of the Rogers Radio Podcast. Rogers, and as you see, we're on the road in a really cool place. Have you seen this place before? Where are we? We are at Springfield Distillery in the tasting room. It's a family affair. We're gonna have a great time today. Hello! Hi. Hello. Thank thanks for you. coming. Yes, thanks for having us here. I'm super excited to learn all the things about Springfield and so everyone else can learn all the things about Springfield. So they come here over the holidays and all the amazing things you have going on. So let's get started. Tell us a little bit about your background and kind of what led you here, the history of Springfield Distillery. Okay, I'll take that one. Yeah. <laughs> you need a background. So um, our family lived up in, just by coincidence, Springfield, Virginia. And um, James and I had day jobs that kept us pretty busy in that. And we knew that we were looking for a place that would be like our forever home at mm -hmm. some point in time. And after much searching, we found Springfield, which we thought was kind of fate. And um, about the first year in to coming down just on weekends, we just fell in love with Halifax. We fell in love with the property and just really wanted this to be our full-time home. And so we decided to move down full-time. And um, James's family comes from a history of um, whiskey making and yeah. distilling spirits. And so we thought, what better way to make use of our spring water than to open a distillery and that's how it happened. So fun. And so you didn't always imagine owning a distillery. Oh good then. God no. No? Oh God no. So what did you think you were gonna do? No. Like did you like I, what were the I actually, how did it happen? I thought I I, I was terrified to open yes. a distillery because I I didn't drink whiskey. I didn't drink any spirits really. I mean mm, we yeah. were a beer family and so I remember when we were walking through the pines before we developed it, and James said, let's open a distillery. And I thought, God, he has is having a midlife crisis. Like, this is, <laughs> like, we're in big trouble. And um, he said, no, this is safe. He goes, you, if you don't drink whiskey, this is safe. You, you know, we could do this. And we just started, you know, toying with it, and we started... Um, we wanted to do things very traditional to the history of Springfield, so we started with the corn whiskey because it would be most indicative of what would be historically accurate here. And um, I cried the day we did it because it was horrible for me. I could not drink corn whiskey, and so we just started aging it and adding flavors and then got into the bourbon, and, you know, it just became what we were really passionate and interested in. So. Yeah, and if you look around, everyone watching and listening, you know, you see all of the different flavors and everyone that's been here, you know you can come. Whether you like whiskey or bourbon yeah. or whatever it may be, they will make it taste good. Yeah, there's something for everybody and I think yeah. that that's been kind of what, and what I think Sarah is amazing at doing and running the tasting room and just finding what people typically like and if they don't want to taste the whiskey that they can start you know as our gateways and then going into those that have the refined palate of of the bourbon and sipping neat and the bottled and bond and all of that is just yeah. it's really there is definitely something for everyone and now with the vodka there's definitely something for everybody yeah. so yes and you're celebrating a seven-year anniversary yeah. 
How amazing. We were kind of talking about it before we started recording, how it just flies by. It does. And you always have to be implementing new things to keep it fresh and keep people yeah. coming. And you have vodka now. I'm so excited. Tell me about this vodka. Yeah. Um, so vodka was definitely, I think, more up her alley. Like I said, growing up and stuff like that, you know, especially she would do a bunch of um, what you're like, mo, mo no, Cosmos and yeah, yeah. Big, big pictures of it. Um, it was definitely what, you know, we used to drink in college and stuff like that. Um, I've definitely switched over more towards bourbon, but I can tell you that um, as not necessarily a vodka drinker, it is something that I would drink. It was very good cranberry juice. But yeah, we um, outsourced this one, got at a higher proof, so almost uh, passed out a bit opening up that tank <laughs> at a 192 proof. Oh my God. Yeah, it was a little bit potent, but we got it back down to 80 and uh, yeah, it's been pretty... Yeah. Pretty well received at first, um, but also it's just nice, you know, the label and the name is after three of our past dogs, so uh, it's just cool to look over and see them looking yeah. back at us. So. It's so cool, and now, you know, you're going to have more people come mm -hmm. that, you know, have that stigma of the whiskey and bourbon. Now they know they can come get vodka, and that's right. really, really amazing. So it's just so awesome to watch you guys, and it truly is a family affair here. It is. And so what is your favorite drink to make, and what do you like to do? Because when I first started working here, I fell in love with the mint strawberry meal. Uh -huh. But now I just like brown sugar cinnamon on the rocks. Okay. I like the coffee drinks here. I love a good meal, but nothing beats brown sugar cinnamon to me. Okay. Not get rid of that. Yeah, it's funny how, watching you evolve yeah. too with yeah. doing this. So, I mean, so. when I started working here, all I did was like Michelob or Truly, but now I'm just like I just want our product. Yeah. I mean, I'll settle for other whiskeys, but definitely our product. Yeah. So, so amazing, yeah. and that is to say because running a business is tough. Yeah. It's really tough, and it has its highs and its lows, and. It's just a roller coaster at all times. And so, you know, and being a family business, what 100%. characteristics do you think you possess that have made you the most successful over these seven years? Well, you go first. I'll simmer on that one a little bit. I think that for us, the family entity that we've created and that with us is what's so important is mm -hmm. that we do, we you know, just with our line of work and our history with, you know, um, our family's line of work and that you keep your circles pretty small. And so yeah. for us in doing this, I think that, um, you know, we live together, we work together, yeah. we drink together. <laughs> um, I think that we've just really worked hard on maintaining that, that bond and good communication is mm -hmm. really key. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I would have said is the communication aspect, I think, just knowing each other so well, knowing how to communicate, to convey certain messages. But I think also what works is when we're in the tasting room, you know, people can tell we're not just, you know, fellow employees. There's definitely a lot of chemistry coming in. I think people will tell right off the bat, Sarah and I are dating every now and then. They will get one person might ask for brother and sister, and we just kind of chuckle. We're like, no, not brother and sister, you know, something like that. Um but yeah, I mean, I think we offer more than just a product here. You know, we offer an experience and, you know, That's like really I said, good, there's, nice. there's a lot of chemistry involved and there's a lot of people that we don't view as customers. We kind of start to view as friends over the years. Um, so that's been... Yeah. Not something I thought was going to happen, right? Yeah. That you would just develop relationships with people. But I mean, I think, you know, sitting around a bar is kind of how a lot of those relationships start for some people. So it's been a um, very interesting experience to say the least. 
Yeah, that's yeah. that's amazing. And you know, you feel it when you're here. Mm -hmm. If you come here on a weekend and you see everyone around and they're sitting at picnic tables mm -hmm. and under the shed out there or the fireplaces, it's just a really welcoming environment. You have games going and then you come in here and you get your drink. It is such a welcoming environment here and you guys do such a great job at that. Thank you. Yeah, and lots of events too. You host yeah. events here. Sometimes too many. We haven't balanced that very well. <laughs> I feel like um, it, it, well, it really kind of just depends on the time of year. So we always joke that January and February are kind of, you know, the lull dead period of the year, which we welcome because August through December, really. I mean, if we look at our calendar, it's kind of like, it's easier to say when we don't have an event than when we do. So you'll have weekends where it's like, okay, you know, half of us might be offsite in an event and then the other half here. Yeah. And then it just kind of is a, a constant array. And even <laughs> then you're still conquer. open at the same time. So it can be, um, it can be a handful, but we always joke that, you know, you'd rather be busy than idle because when you're sitting here and no one's in here, you're kind of twiddling your thumbs right. a bit being like, okay, you know, where are people? But, um, yeah. You know, luckily we, like I said, we always have, you know, some regular customers and then the events, you know, we meet a lot of great people through that too. So yeah, it's worth it. And it takes a lot of consistency and, you know, I'm going to keep mentioning seven years because seven years yeah. in business is no easy feat. And, um, you know, there are a lot of people out here that want to start a business. They don't know where to start and they're scared. Yeah. And what advice would you give someone that wants to start any business around this community? Love what you do. Mm. You have got mm -hmm. to, you've got to be passionate about it and stay, you know, true to your vision. I mean, regardless, I mean, you, we hear it all the time. I mean, I, I remember when we talked about opening the distillery and even friends of ours that were like, oh, you guys are, you're, you know, this is such a bad move and you really mm -hmm. shouldn't do this and that. And even if we had to close the doors tomorrow, I mean, I think that we have done, we've, busted our butts to be here and to do this you you have to when you own a business as you know yeah you, you, there are no days off you no. don't you don't get to turn it off and that's that's the difficult part is you need to be prepared to work on a constant I mean mm -hmm. it's just that but when you love what you do it does like we always say it's like when we go to do events and that there you got to keep it fun you have yes. to keep it fun because mm -hmm. You know, the highs and lows will wipe you out if you don't. I mean, you know, that'll that'll definitely wear on you. Well, we joke about it, too, where it's like, you know, when you have an event on a Saturday, right, all week you're kind of not dreading it, but you're like, okay, I got to pack, I got to get it ready. We have to travel there, we have to set up. But the second you start, you kind of get in a groove of things, you yeah. like it, and by the time you're done, you're like, oh, it's over. You know, but then you have to, unpack, you have to like, pack it back up, go home, unpack. So the before and the after... You know, those can add up, but the during's not too bad. But it's funny, too, and just saying, you know, like what you do and all that, you know, well, when we have customers come in, I already, st I want to like them, you know, like I want, yeah. it's so much easier when everyone's just kind of, you know, vibing, having a good time. So, I mean, I want to like everybody that comes through. It's just kind of, you know, what happens type of thing, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... Um, when you're when you're in the groove of things, it, it's really fun. When people like it, it's awesome. When they don't like it, you know that part sucks. But I mean, when you put yourself out there like that, it's, it's bound well, to happen. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. So when mm -hmm. someone walks through these doors, they've never been here before. Mm -hmm. What experience can they expect? And what is that like on your side? Saying, yeah. "Oh my gosh, how do I make all of this happen?" And you know, give them what they want. 
there's always uh there's a lot of towels you know so you i mean sarah's really good at it too we're sitting here we, right off the bat you can kind of tell when someone's been here when they versus right. when they haven't been here and normally there's about a five ten second period where they're looking at all the signs outside the door and we're kind of like okay it's someone new and there's a whole spiel walking through everything because it is overwhelming when you walk in here and you see you know yeah. 12 13 different whiskeys you're yeah. kind of just like bear with us we're gonna walk you through everything and then from there and it's kind of funny, you'll see some people as if they've never, you know, had a drink before in their lives, yeah. right? Or some people are we're walking through it and they're like, nope, stop, I want that, you know? So I think we try to offer something for everybody, and especially now that we have the vodka that introduces a whole new clientele. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, you're just, you're kind of trying to sell them on more than just the product, but the experience, I think we do a very good job on selling them on the experience. And then the product, I mean, I don't... I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think it kind of speaks for itself. And because yeah. we have so many different ones, we always tell people, it's like, you're going to like one thing. There's it's just something for trying everybody. to get you there to like that one thing. Yeah. But we were saying earlier, the change, I mean, there's people that have come in here and I mean, they couldn't even stand the smell of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then now, I mean, they're drinking stuff neat, old fashioned. So talking about Sarah earlier, seeing her progression through it. I mean, seeing some of our customers, it's just, you can't help but laugh every now and then to think that they were just not up their alley at all and then now i mean they want to try you know the 1897 neat i mean you're just you got to do a double take almost but but it sounds like you were on that same path too so you can relate oh yeah i didn't drink whiskey I, did I you drink whiskey before all this a mix i a little mean bit. okay I, I mean not to just get yeah. <laughs> you drink it yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. just because in college you drink it for the reason you'll take whatever you other yeah, yeah exactly because yeah. somebody handed it to you you still you still get customers like that i'd say you know where you're kind of just trying to get them to appreciate the taste rather than the effects you know because i mean a lot of people i would say want the effects of it right but then you get that you get that group that they appreciate the taste and then that's the ones that you can really um you kind of get a little giddy and you're like okay well i want you to try this i want you to try that yeah you know so um it's definitely, it's interesting. You, you, you really don't know who's going to walk through the door, you know, mm. but then once you do know, then it kind of just tailors the experience. And what does that mean to you? Because Springfield Distillery mm. has become a staple in the community. It is on all of the guides. If right. tourists are in the area, they must come to Springfield Distillery. What does that mean to you all to have built something that is such a staple in Halifax County? Pretty good on that one. Wow. Hmm. Well, you know, I think when we bought the place, it, 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 it just kind of proves to that, like, you know, it'd be James and I'd be down here or we'd have like 13 people here. And for us, this was just the whole part of Springfield for us was something to share. Like we didn't want to keep it to ourselves. Like we just thought it was really important for everyone to be able mm -hmm. to enjoy it as much as we do. And I think it's the same for the distillery. It's like, you know, we, we've been so incredibly fortunate over the years, you know, just with having this property and then, you know, um, having Barnwood builders come and do our cabin and, um, you know, getting, you know, Mason going to outsides. And we've, and we've been really, I would say we've been really, um, kind of cautious in what we were doing and rolling these things out because we wanted, because we didn't know anything about it. So we wanted to be really secure in that. But now that I think we have, you know, Mason's won a ton of awards on the spirits and people come specifically for cocktails that Sarah creates. And I think it's just all that communication again. I think it's just, you know, starting with something and developing it and developing into those friendships and sharing it. And, and I just think it's been 
it's it's been the community has embraced us like it, it, it mm. i was saying this the other day it reminds me of the military upbringing for me like you became a family no matter what in the military like you had to for police for anybody in that environment you meet people and you become a family because you're not around your family mm -hmm. and i feel like that has been what springfield has come for us is the family and the people i mean like just sarah you know who it's going to become a family member yes. soon, hopefully. And, um, you know, other people in the community that we've met that have just embraced us and supported us and that it just, it reminds me a lot of my upbringing with the, with the military and that. And I just think it's, we're just very grateful. We're so grateful. Well, we're grateful to have you in the community and I want to know what your current goals are and hmm. what's to come for Springfield. Hmm. You had just released a vodka. You have yeah. this one here. What is this one? The 1897 mm -hmm. bourbon whiskey. Well, I kind of always joke, so she's talking about awards. Um, so the straight has placed second twice yes. in a couple different events. So I always joke, I'm like, you know, second's nice, but, you know, seeing a first up there wouldn't be too bad, right? <laughs> um, but I think it's just going to come over time, you know? I mean... Like, like she was saying, we didn't really know what we were doing when we started out. Mm -hmm. And seven years for a business, you know, that might be a long time. But seven years for bourbon, I mean, that's nothing. You have bottles that are twice as old as that, right? So I think over time, it'll get better. Um, and the bottle and bond, you know, for a reference, people are complimenting so much. I'm like, it's just a time thing, you know? If this is what we're capable of in four years, I mean, let's see what we're doing, you know, six, eight, ten. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just, it's just an over time thing. I think as long as we just can, you know, keep making it and you know we'll see yourself in another seven years and what we have to show for it but um the name of the game for bourbon's time so it's really just progressing and waiting it out yeah, yeah. Uh, waiting period and it's a long period i mean yeah. i always joke you know when people ask about you know i'm doing, giving a tour in the production i'm like yeah you know it takes eight nine days to make it and then you put it away for at least two years you know for our straight and i'm like you wow. know i'll see you in two years yeah. i mean so wow. That's you have to have a process. lot of patience. Yeah. Yes. We're, not, we're not very good at that. Any of <laughs> you us, just that. put it on the back burner. I'm like, okay, I'll see you in two years, you know, type things. So. Yeah, the four-year was really long. It's like basically, you yeah. imagine going to university. I mean, Mason went to the University of Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I mean, yeah. waiting four years to get that degree, that certification or, you know, the... Wow. That is, it's tough. It's, it's That it's is long. tough. And then mm. it's so rewarding when that time does come, though. And yeah. you're going to get it first. Yeah. You're going to get oh, it first will. place. Yeah. He will. Even if we have to make our own competition for it, we can get it first. I mean, uh, you know, one day. Everyone gets a trophy. Yeah. 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 yeah, we're all winners here. Yeah. And the holidays are here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if people want to give this as gifts, what, where can they get it? Um, I know you're in stores now. Yeah. And so tell everyone what you have going on this holiday season and how they can get this product in their hands. Well, the good part about um, the tasting room is that we can ship. So okay. we can ship mm -hmm. anywhere in the state of Virginia, $12 okay. regardless of how many bottles. Awesome. So, um, so that makes it super easy. It can be shipped right to your door. So if you um, have been here and need a replenishment or you want to gift it or that, it's super easy for us to do that. Um, we also have several products that are shippable to all but eight states. It goes through a um, 
a store in DC and then they're able to ship because uh, we're not allowed to ship out of state. And then the tasting room. I mean, we it is our busiest time. The holidays are by far, November and December are best months and we do lots of really fun events. We'll, we have a big Black Friday event um, coming up. We have one this weekend with um, that we're partnering with Worcesters. And that was one of the things I would say is that the partnerships that we've developed with the different companies, with you guys, with Worcesters, with you know the restaurants here that are supporting our products and that, um, the community has really supported us. And so just by word of mouth, people coming in and they can come and they can purchase and you know we can make arrangements to ship or do whatever they need us to do for it. Deliveries. Mm-hmm. I know easy. I'm going to be making some purchases yeah. today and this is great gifts. And one of the questions we ask on every podcast is if you could have dinner with one living person outside of your family, who would it be? But I'm going to switch it today because you have lots of people walk in here. And so if you could have anyone, anyone in the world walk through these doors to have a drink with you, who would it be? It's a tough one. Who would you love to have a drink with? Mimi, probably. Yeah. <laughs> my, my mom. Yeah, okay. I, okay. The first one that popped in my head is the one who beat us in the single barrel, but he's not living, but Uncle Nearest. I'd love to know how he, I mean, did all, all that he did for it. So that would be a really cool one. Uh, too many people, I think. Yeah. You know, my, my brain immediately goes, you know, different athletes, actors, yes. stuff like yeah. that. You know, maybe people that, uh, if they liked it, could help uh, support it type thing. Uh, I love that. It's all about marketing. Minded. I love this. <laughs> Who best would us? you like to rep the brand? Oh, gosh. Who would you like to rep the brand? Oh, Mace, you? That's a good question. I mean, I, I don't even know at this point. You know, you look at different people, and it's kind of funny. Like, by no means are we on par with them, but you know, yeah. you look at like The Rock and like Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Like, they're mm-hmm. all introducing their old, their own, you know, products and stuff like that. And you're like, well, I mean, that's pretty cool, you know, something like that. I, there's too many. I can't, I can't focus on it right now. I mean, I, anyone hey, maybe really? Maybe that's I the mean, future. <laughs> yeah. That's the future. Yeah. So yeah. I can't wait to see who it is. Yeah. And- you know, like you said, you never know who's going to walk through the door. I think for me, it's the it's the people that walk in that are, are just so negative when they walk mm-hmm. in and they're mm-hmm. like, I don't drink whiskey. I don't do this. And then We're Sarah's like, yet. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Sarah's like game on because she is just the master at creating stuff. And, and people, like, what do you drink? Like, do you drink wine? Like, what are you like when you go to the bar? What do you get? And I'm just like, I can make you anything. But if you don't like it, I'll take it and drink it. You yeah, know what I, mean? I so, love that. Well, just keep trying until I find you something mm-hmm. that you want. You yeah, know, so. I That's think like, turning over those people are to us. Yeah. It's, it's like, like the it's the best feeling. Yeah, yeah. Because well, yeah, when people come in here and they will you know, they either they know what they want or, you know, they're whiskey bourbon enthusiasts. That's, you know, it's not hard to please them, but it's definitely the people that maybe they got dragged along, you know, as a, you know, a spouse or a friend or something like that. And then they come in and they have like a little bit of stank face going on when they walk in, you know, and you're kind of just like, okay, well, the rest of you are going to be easy, but you know, I'm going to tailor this to you a little bit and you can't always, you know, make them happy. And there are times where obviously I don't walk in, you know, people don't walk in and go like, Hey, I'm the distiller stuff like that you know I kind of let that come out over time and you know there are times when they're in here 
and it's kind of like you know they forget their manners at home and they walk in and they're like oh i don't i don't like that or like oh that's terrible you know or they you know scoff and stuff like that and then you're kind of like well you know don't make me fall in love with you you know like <laughs> you're just making me gonna try even harder now yeah so when you convert those people i mean you kind of can't help but be you know a little smug about it because you're like you came in with such a negative attitude that you know, to get you to even like it a little bit, let alone, you know, if they buy a bottle, it's kind of just like, hallelujah. I mean, you yeah. could have nobody else come in through the day, but Where'd if you, you convert one person, um, cause it's not just for our own sake, but you know, there's a whole, I mean, there's a whole industry out there that I mean, I always related to food. You know, it's like when you discover a new food and you're like, how did I go without this my whole life? The people that yeah. don't necessarily love bourbon, you know, maybe they had a bad experience or something like that to open up the door and be like, Hey, you know, if this brings forth a good time for you, it might not even be us, but at least, you know, we got you there. I mean, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of people that do come in here that aren't necessarily thrilled about being here. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, well, even if you don't like it, let's at least, you know, turn your day around. Yeah. Yes. Provide a great experience. Mm -hmm. And I know you do that on a regular basis. You Sometimes. are all doing amazing things, and I can't wait to see what the next seven years have in store. Congratulations on your seven-year anniversary you. of Springfield so Distillery. We're proud to have you in the community. I'm excited that you allowed us to come in here today and film and get to know you a little better. And I hope everyone enjoyed this as much as I did. And come to Springfield Distillery this holiday season and beyond because they have amazing things happening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rogers Radio Podcast. We will talk to you next week. Bye!